1: Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. It begins to be built up as you grow and your life begins to affect the lives of, of your family members and co-workers and so forth and they begin to see you living like a Timothy, loving the people around you, loving the people at church, loving your neighbors, you know, actually living a godly life and they begin to see that and just
0: like salt. A thirst is created. I want some of what he's got. As you put the principles of God's word into practice, God will begin a transformation in your life, and you'll begin to live a life that's pleasing to him. In today's message, Pastor Robert reminds us that our life is like a light. And when others see that light of Christ in us, they'll want to know more about Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is
1: if he had said that to me, Robert, no, do not preach the gospel in, in Asia Minor. I'd be thinking, why? Are you getting ready to do like the tsunami thing or something and just wash them all away? I mean, are you going to judge them and and so you don't want anybody to, to go and share the gospel? You know, a lot of times we jump to conclusions. No, this wasn't permanent. Paul actually visited Ephesus on the same trip. God sent him there on the way back. It was a matter of timing. Do you understand? Often it is just a matter of timing. It's because God has a plan that involves a certain group of people or, or maybe a certain individual, you know. What he said to us is, I want you to be in South Beach. I want you to be there. I want you to tear down the works of of the enemy there. And I want you to establish the kingdom of God in that community. And I don't know how many times over the years we've heard people say, I can't believe I met Jesus in South Beach, of all places. What a cool thing. But he put us here simply to teach the Word, to provide a place where the Christians who are here can gather together, a place where they can bring, you know, where you can bring your co-workers and your friends, you know, where as you share your faith with the people you work with, the works of the enemy are torn down in their lives. Do you understand that's how it takes place? As you grow in God, as you begin to apply the Scriptures, the principles of, of God's Word, you begin to actually put those to work in your life and you begin to live wisely and make wise decisions. And those strongholds that the enemy erects in our lives, they begin to crumble. God begins to tear them down, applying truth in those different areas. And His kingdom, Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. It begins to be built up as you grow and your life begins to affect the lives of, of your family members and coworkers and so forth. And they begin to see you living like a Timothy Loving the people around you, loving the people at church, loving your neighbors, you know, and actually living a godly life. They begin to see that, and just like salt, a thirst is created. I want some of what he's got. I want to be like that. They begin, because your life is like a light, they see the way life was intended to be lived. One of the things that's been an ongoing difficulty, an ongoing problem for us is, is parking in a place to meet. And I was joking about it. You know I was thinking, you know, I, I've had my eye on a building for about a year now that I'd love to buy. I'd love for us to be able to, to it has its own parking lot. They're only asking 12 million dollars. <laughs> what? You act like that's a big deal. Listen, do you understand? We could absolutely buy a building somewhere else in South Florida for less money. Well, then why don't we? Because God said South Beach. That's all. Now, if God said South Beach, is he limited by your resources? No, he's not. He's not. He has a plan. He put us here. Why did he put us here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to know. I simply have to be here. I simply have to provide, to the best of my ability, instruction and opportunity for you guys to grow, an opportunity for you to go out and minister in the nursing homes, as some of you are doing, or with the children at his house and doing the foster parenting thing and the guardian ad litem stuff and, you know, working with, with the homeless people here in the community, as some of you are doing, and the men's and women's groups where the guys are getting together and growing and encouraging and challenging one another, and the ladies are reaching out. You know, we had a... God is moving, and we're a part of that. And the whole point is to be here and be obedient. And the thing that really, really spoke to me from this passage, verse 14, read it with me again. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. You know what I realized as I read that? And excuse me for getting emotional about it, but it really struck me really struck me. The depth of God's devotion to us. Do you understand, do you realize that God would send me to South Beach and utterly and completely spend my life here in this place for one woman or one man? if it would change their eternal destiny. What a small price when you think about it in that context that, okay, all right, here you've got a person that is going to spend all of eternity separated from God, no more goodness, no more pleasure, no more love, no more friendship, just chaos and confusion and torment because Separation from God means separation from all that is beautiful and wonderful and good. And and all that needs to happen to prevent that, all that needs to happen for that one individual to be transferred from that hopeless eternal destiny over to a relationship with the living God where there are pleasures forevermore in His presence and an eternal future relationship with the living God. The only thing that needs to happen is that one man and his family be moved to South Beach and focused there for 50 years or whatever. Do you understand? What a small price. What a small price. When you look at it and you realize, you know, God was willing to come and become a man. You know, the Bible says that before we cared anything at all about and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us. He was willing to come and become a man and take upon himself all the sin of all humanity, pay the penalty for it, and he was executed in our place. I mean, he would have done that for one individual. The love of God, it's beyond our comprehension. It's beyond our comprehension. You and I need to be people who make the decision to get over ourselves and start loving and giving and living our christianity focusing on the people around us and and actually praying for them not because we're worried about our stuff or what they're thinking about us or how it's going to affect us personally but just because we we want to know what what it you know what is it that god is doing in that person's life and how can i be a part of it we need to be here for him now, the flip side of that is I look at this, all of this being true and all this being the case, all of this may be happening today for one woman. Maybe you're sitting here today and you realize, man, I believe in God, but I, I don't I don't really know Him. Like, I don't have that kind of relationship with Him, this kind of personal relationship where He speaks to you and talks to you and He directs you and He teaches you and, and that kind of thing. It, it, And if he was willing to become a man and die in my place to make it happen, I want to know a God like that. You know, this all may be happening for you. Maybe you're not a woman. Maybe you're a man. If you've never made the decision to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus, that's what Jesus said you need to do. In Matthew 16, 24, he said that's what's necessary deny yourself. You just make that decision that, okay, I'm, I'm not going to focus on myself anymore. I'm not going to try to do it by myself anymore. I need a Savior. I need I need Jesus to be my Lord, and so I'm going to follow you from now on. I believe you're there, and I'm, I want to know you. And If that dialogue is happening in your heart right now, the Bible says that He is sending His Holy Spirit even as we speak to make you alive, to dwell within you. His
2: love is the main thing. His love is
0: the main thing. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, mainthingradio.com. There you'll find an archive of previous broadcasts as well as a link to our Facebook page. Like our page to keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and add some encouragement to your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We're so blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts, but just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift For any donation of $20 or more, we'll send you a copy of Philip Yancey's book, What's So Amazing About Grace? This book takes a deep look at what grace means at a practical level, in the midst of the trials and triumphs faced by everyday people. Yancey explores tragic historical events and discusses how we can find and show grace. If you feel led to contribute or would like more information, please visit mainthingradio.com and click on donate at the top of the page from all of us at main thing radio we want to thank you for joining us for today's message be sure to tune in again right here on main thing radio